You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler. A couple of footy legends covering all things sport. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sorento has landed. And Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Welcome to the show. Nice to be with you on this Monday night. Badge and Sats after a pretty big weekend. Lots happening in the world of sports. Sats, uh, especially the Wallabies had a great win as we prepare for... uh, for Origin 3, so still plenty of footy going on. Well, saved face a little bit, didn't they? It was all about pride on oh, Saturday in a, night. In a big way, they did. Absolutely. Now, uh, there's a lot of uh, contentious calls, a lot of people think, with the red cards. But I've I got to say, I, I thought with less players on the field, that opened the game up a little bit more. But <laughs> What are you saying? What it, they did Too do, the Wallabies, is they played really physical, enjoyed the game thoroughly. And, um, and what I love even more is that we've got an Origin seven days after the first one. Yeah, we are going to Before go inside. Before we know it, we're right on it again. Yeah, we're going inside Queensland Origin Camp with one of the newbies uh, that's been called in, Mo Fotoaka, who he's been in the squad, of course. You have to be inside the uh, the bubble, 25 players, 27 players. Yep, 27. Uh, and he's been called up. He's on the reserves bench this week. Hell of a player. If you haven't seen much of him, uh, you're in for a treat. And he's um, he's going to be up to this level. He's only a young and two at uh, 20 years of age. We'll catch up with him very soon, actually. Now, we were having a bit of a chat earlier on about... Origin hard men because mm. um, yeah, the conversation we've had is around Boyd Cordner and whether he's you know he's, he's had to withdraw from the New South Wales side for the rest of the camp um, and there's there's discussions ongoing about his concussions and if he'd have to finish up or not I won't go there right now but he's dead set one of the hard men of the game isn't he and we started to compare him to some other Blues players one and, of the great servants yeah. of New South Wales and skip it a, a couple of. Um, a couple of series wins now. Of course, he's won premierships as a captain and, as, mm. and uh, just captain as a player as well. Yeah, captain Australia's. You know, yeah, there are going to be some some pretty hardy discussions that are going to be had by not the club, the Roosters. It's going to be more about his his partner, his family as well. His uh, future. His about future. what his future may be, not only origin level, but I think NRL level. But, uh, you know, one of the tough men. You can tell us what you think about Boyd, uh, if you like. one three hundred forty two fifteen. 33 is our number, and stick it in your phone because no one remembers numbers these days, do they? I remember my first phone number from home, but my house sats, but that's about all. I can't remember any other numbers. <laughs> and it wasn't this, but one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, 15 Or you can text us, who are the hardest men from state of origin? And look, I tell you what, they're all tough. They're out there, they're ripping in, and they're all tough. But some of them stand out how more do than you, others. Okay, you, how do you describe toughness? Oh, well... Look, straight away for me, if you're a front row and you, you just have to keep running into those brick walls, you're tough. It helps with a lot of them when they're 110 kilos. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I'd almost do that myself if I was 110 kilos. But then there's the small blokes too, the the little blokes that 
sit the big, big blokes on their bums. You know, we saw what uh, Jake Friend did the other night, 50-odd tackles. And that's standard, 50-odd tackles, because he plays in the middle every week and everyone runs at the smaller blokes. So if you're a dummy half, generally, you just got all of this work yeah, to be tough to at any level, you've got to embrace those big moments, haven't you? You've got mm. to play through pain, but you also got to love confrontation. You've actually got to look for the confrontation as opposed to sitting back and waiting for it to come to you. Straight away, I'll go, Greg Dowling. Loved it. This year. Looked for it. Mm. Hope he's not listening because he hates that nickname. So I'll throw one up and it's not going to be part of my... We're going to, we're going to pick sort of, what, five each? Do you yeah, throw something like that. I'm going to throw one up and it's a Queensland flavour. Uh, Choppy Close calls him his favourite origin player of all time, Jason Smith, the back rower. Yeah, he's a great player. Tough. So tough. Just just loved confrontation. And you try running around and, and doing what he was doing in an origin game and you've smoked a pack of durries <laughs> that day. Unbelievable. What about the likes of Jeff Toovey and Desi Hasler? Yeah. Some hard men there, no mm. doubt at all. So let us know. Uh, 0477 736 736 is the uh, the text number as well. We'll hand out our slaps and sledges from the weekend in sport. We'll get to Chris Nelson with a Racing Queensland update soon. Time for this. Sports Day, Sports Update. Righto. Well, we'll get straight to uh, origin news for Toro's big, string, big spring clean. And it's in store now. Uh, Queensland star Cam Munster has hit back at critics that have called this the worst Maroon side in 40 years. Now, they, Dean Ritchie said this last week, and apparently he's doubled down on it, Sats. <laughs> well, Bulldog, he has to. He's kidding himself. I love Bulldog. I love him. He also listens to the Look, show, Bulldog. It's, but... not, it's not the best side we've had on paper in 10 years, but they performed as well as any other side. They're one from one. Remember the 1995 badge? You brought this up uh, off air. The, when you looked on paper, that wasn't a, uh, a side that was flushed with no. origin stars. 2001, when Queensland had 10 debutants as well. Yeah. Uh, probably much the same as what, what happened uh, this year for Queensland. But, yeah, yeah, Dean Richards doubled down again and said, doesn't matter about the result in game one. I still regard this as the worst team on paper. And as we know with origin, whether it's Queensland or New South Wales, talent doesn't mean everything. When it comes to origin. Well, this is what Cam Munster had to say. Yeah, I guess that's not a great um, accolade to have. And it's a bit of a disrespect from them. But um, we're in the same position as we were last year. We won the first game and lost the last two. And um, yeah, all we can do now is just make our performance talk. And um, yeah, like you said, they can talk as much as they want, um, the media. But um, for us to get a bit more back is just for us to play well on Wednesday night and, and hopefully bring the shield home from, for Queensland. Um, we're, we've got no pressure on us. Everyone's really doubting us, and we're the underdog, so we know we'll go out there Wednesday night and give it all our best. Look, I, I reckon I've got proof, and good on you, Cam Munster. He was outstanding for Queensland the other night, last week. Hopefully he will be again. But i got proof for Dean Ritchie that this isn't the worst origin side ever. Mm-hmm. The worst origin side ever lost eight series in a row to Queensland. That's the worst origin side ever over that eight years in New South Wales. <laughs> I don't know which one. You could take your choice, but... To lose eight series in a row, that's embarrassing. So stop don't don't point the finger at Queensland Bulldog. I know you I suppose um Queensland fans would be able to double down us if the series is wrapped up on Wednesday night. Ooh, now it, you know, it, it's it's a big test of Brad Fittler as well. You know, he's done a tremendous job with New South Wales over the last two years. That emotional connection he's got to Origin itself, one of the greatest origin players we've seen, Freddie mm. Fittler. The emotional attachment he has to the to the occasion, to the players that he has his ability to talk one-on-one with players, but he's been challenged probably like no other in his coaching career with Wayne Bennett 
and Mal Meninga well, they were in the same, as his opponent. They were in the same predicament last year. They lost the first game, mm. the Blues, and they have to win the next two. Yep. So, you know, we've got, we've got to be careful speaking too soon. But, yeah, you're right. Um, I tell you what different, they different setup. I tell you what they did have at their, um, at their disposal last year, Badge. Uh, lost game one in the New South Wales. Game two, well, they called back an old veteran, an old war horse in James Maloney, who just steps up on the big stage. Now they're, they're trying to get Cody Walker to play that same role. Completely different player uh, in the moment. And uh, he's got a big job on his hand on his hands, Cody Walker, Wednesday night to to try and emulate what James Maloney brought to that side in the last two games last year. Mm. Mm. All right. Um, apparently the Blues were quite emotional when uh, when they found out that uh, Boyd Cordner was leaving Origin Camp. Here's what Freddie Fittler said. Yeah, I was very emotional. He's, a, he's an emotional bloke. And it was a huge decision for him. So, um, yeah, I was pretty... It was a pretty incredible day, really, for like for our our group. But uh, we spoke about it that night, and we're now getting on with the job. Sats, would you be surprised if Boyd Cordner doesn't play again? I said this on Saturday, Badge, um, doing a show uh, on Saturday, and I I feel as though that um, he will call time in his career. Now, Andrew Johns came out over the last twenty four hours and basically said he he wants everyone to more or less quote shut up if you if you're not. If you're not um, in the medical field and understand what's going on behind closed doors with Boyd, I think everyone needs to sit back and just cool down and and let the the experts make the decision. But we have got some experts in the game, some ex-players that have suffered really serious concussions badge uh, in short amount of time, mm. like Boyd has this year, what, three or four concussions this year. The one on... on Wednesday night with Felice Cafusi, it was quite innocuous. It was sort of like a touch from the elbow, then he got the hip and showed signs of concussion. Peter Fitzsimons came up with a really good question yesterday on Wild Water Sports. He said, if he was okay to come back on the field, well, then what was wrong with him? Because the three questions they ask about concussion, do you show signs of concussion and yada, yada, yada. If one of those boxes is ticked, well, you've got to come from the field and possibly not come back based on the protocol. He, he, wanted to ask, he was asking the question, can someone answer, okay, if he was okay to come back on the field, then what? Was took him off him. in the first place. What was wrong with him? Just yeah. can someone tell us? Now we don't want to question the integrity of the the uh, medical stuff. The medical stuff. Nathan Gibbs. He's yeah. one of the best in the in the game. But I suppose we've got a really good we got a really good system in rugby league. I think the way that we've Im- implemented the HIA is outstanding. Now do we start maybe tweaking the the actual protocols when you come from the field and the testing that surrounds that as well? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with Boyd, I. I think he's going to make a, a serious decision, and I think the Roosters need to step in as well for the welfare and the care yeah, of the player well, as well. He's got time; they don't need to rush it. But yeah, um, yeah it won't surprise me. Um, the, and as some people have said, there is some damage done. They just don't know to what extent yet. So, well, the ex- some of the out. experts are the ones that don't have a a doctorate next to their name. They're the ones that have have lived and breathed it, yeah. and, and are suffering concerns now later on in life. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. And there's a lot of blokes my age and older that are. In that boat. Sats, uh, James Tedesco is going to be the new Blues skipper. Um, interestingly, he's never led a team before. He said even in the juniors, he doesn't think he, he, doesn't think he did. So, mm. uh, But I'm sure there's some leadership about the bloke. And he he's, would, would be the most experienced player, wouldn't he? Yeah, I was listening to a couple of New South Wales players being um, – and he is, the, he is the, 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 uh, the New South Wales player with the most caps at the moment. Mm. Um, but I heard some New South Wales players talking the other day and saying that – well, Badge, I'll ask you, what, what represents a good leader? 
Well, someone, well, someone that the other players want to follow. Okay. So I think, you, don't, I have think to James, be, you I, don't have to be the most outspoken. I think James Tedesco ticks that box. Has the ability to grab those big moments as well and make the right decisions. I think James Tedesco ticks that box as well. When they talk, you listen, don't mm. you? Mm. you? You played with one of the great captains, Mal, and he was never re- regarded as a captain throughout his career. No, not really. No. He just grew into it. Exactly. More, so maybe James Tedesco is, is exactly the same. Yep. Uh, there's uh, some injury concerns. Stephen Crichton is out of the Blues squad, and um, Kurt Capewell. This is the mo- this is the player in the most doubt for Queensland. We we don't know just yet, but uh, Edric Lee on standby. Philip Samuel slot into the centres. Um, I geez, I, I've got some doubts around him being able to back up after how bad that groin was last week. Yeah, he was he was in a spot of bother, wasn't he? Yeah. At the back end of the game, Cody Walker identified it. And burnt him on the outside and freed up Josh Adokar to score a try. Yeah, they had to take him off. So Absolutely. We'll, we'll so, know soon. You know, with groin injuries, you know, Badger, I don't know whether you've played with one before. You can wear a groin strap, which takes a lot of the, a lot of that, you know, that acute discomfort away. Yeah, but if you're weak there and you can't no power push off it, there. that's and, the problem. And he's a player that really relies on his footwork. He's got yeah. tremendous footwork, um, Kirk Catewell. So, yeah, to be quite honest, he hasn't competed in the last two training sessions with the Queen, uh, the Queensland side. I can't see him playing game two, but I think now that Queensland have got one game under their belt with a victory, it gives them a little bit of time to get him ready for game three. I think so. If, the, yeah. if need be. Right, that's our origin update. Toro's big spring clean is here. Get 0% interest across the Toro range in store. Now, hey, um, before we get to the break, Sats, there's a, there's a hunt for another very precious jersey. We spoke about your dad's mm. a few weeks ago. Arthur Beetson's 1980 Origin jersey. His sons I've, uh, I've seen, and I know, uh, I know a couple of them pretty well. Um, I've, I've seen where they're trying to find it, track it down. Yeah. Where is it? Artie's jersey, that famous number 11 with the big – I wonder if it's still got that powder on the front the when he ran out. hand resin. Yes. The, the, the ball grip. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, um, so that apparently the QRL's got a jersey, but they're saying that's not the real one. That's not the one. Badge, yeah. You know, everyone who knew Arthur knows how kind and generous he was. Uh, sometimes his greatest asset was his greatest downfall as well, because he he was so kind to people. And from all reports, he's given away a lot of his playing gear. Mm. And that one, he's also he apparently gave it to. Made I think they've, they've identified one of four people who he may have given it to. I can't see that person giving it up anytime soon. They want to donate it too, though. Exactly, they, to yeah. The, it's, you know, well, it's iconic, isn't it? Where's your dad's jersey? Any movement on that? Yeah, I've this had, is your dad's 1970 grand final yeah, jersey. Yeah, I've interviewed uh, two people, former uh, associates of the uh, memorabilia company that the jersey was given to. Uh, I have been given evidence, and at this stage it's only circumstantial evidence, that a very, and I'm, I'm saying a very well-known rugby league family, um, may have some knowledge about where the jersey is or what happened to it. Mm. So I'm looking down those avenues as we speak. All right. Well, keep us informed on that. Uh, finance that keeps your business moving. Turn unpaid invoices into cash or access funding to build your fleet. Scottpack.com.au. Hey, let's get to the uh, racing news of Chris Nelson. Now on Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Yeah, another big week coming up. Chris Nelson, g'day, mate. How are you, Jason? How was your weekend? 
Uh, very good, mate. Can't complain. And yours as well, uh, no doubt, was very good. Um, let's let's move away from the pleasantries. Let's get to what will be another big week of racing in Queensland this week. Yes, yeah, certainly is. We kick off tomorrow at Townsville. Then we go to Ipswich on Wednesday. Thursday, it's at Gatton. Friday, Emerald. And, of course, the night meeting again, once again, this week at the Sunshine Coast. So Friday night, Sunshine Coast. Saturday, of course, we're back to Doombin, the Gold Coast and uh, Toowoomba. Now, just note that Doombin meeting. We don't kick off our carnival officially till next Saturday week, which is the 21st, Malula Bar Cup Day at the Sunshine Coast. But there's a listed race to Keith Nowd at Doombin on Saturday. So I'm calling it that the carnival starts this Saturday as far as I'm concerned. Jase, so how's that? Mate, if the party's starting early, you are front and centre. And right centre. Yeah. Now, listen, we'll catch up with you tomorrow with uh, some uh, exciting uh, Greyhound news. Uh, but for the latest Queensland racing news, meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Chris, we'll do it again tomorrow, mate. Look forward to it. Thanks, Jase. Good stuff. Got to get to a break because waiting on the line, Mo Fodawake, alive from the Queensland State of Origin camp. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day with Sats and Badge and the big game on Wednesday night, of course, the second state of origin. See whether Queensland can win the series or can New South Wales even it up like we saw last year. And I love talking to the debutants, Badge. as many debutants last week in both sides. And this man will play a huge role when he debuts for Queensland. We've got him on the line, Mo Fatawaka. How are you, Mo? Yeah, good, boys. How are you? Really, really well. First and foremost, where were you? Who told you? And what was your reaction when you were told you were going to earn your first Maroon jersey? Yeah, um, we had a field session on, um, I think it was um, oh, last week. And um, yeah, as I was walking off, he... Wayne just kind of pulled me aside and just told me that I'll be named in the 17 and yeah, I was just lost for words and just over the moon and, and stoked. It's been a long road for you too, hasn't it? Um, former Kiba Park student um, and I was, I was telling uh, Badge off air about how when you left school, you, you actually conducted in a, an open day trial, didn't you, for the Gold Coast Titans to start your NRL career? Yeah, um, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't scouted from any club or anything like that, so um, I kind of had to go and put myself out there. And um, lucky at the time, um, Ben Wolf, who was a um, coach at Cuba Park um, before, he was the under 20s Titans coach, and he just invited me to a open trial at at Madriba uh, Redbacks, and I thought um, I'll just go test myself there. And, and lucky enough, I was able to um, earn a preseason with the under 20s that year, and then progressed from there. And I guess being one of the uh, the youngest blokes in the Origin camp, probably the youngest one at, at 20, Mo, you would have had to introduce yourself to a few of the uh, the blokes that have been around for a while. Were there, were there many there that you didn't didn't really know before you arrived in camp? Yeah, there, were, there was a few um, boys that I didn't really quite know, but um, as being in camp and, and being in the bubble, um, we spent a lot of time together, so 
I've really got to know um, a lot of the boys and, and we really get along uh, really well. How are you enjoying the coaching of, uh, of Wayne and, and Mel Meninga? Yeah, they're good. Um, they're, both, they're both different. Um, and yeah, with Wayne, he just he's a, um, he kind of knows what to say at the right time and, and just kind of knows what to say to, to get you up, up and ready for, for, a, um, for a game. And Bo, on the first game on Wednesday night in Adelaide, were you envious sitting on the sideline watching firsthand? What was I mean, you would have watched plenty of them on the TV, but being up up close and personal with your your new teammates, were you envious? Yeah, definitely. Um, that was my first time being at a um, Origin game um, <laughs> in a in, in the field, so um, it was definitely good to to watch from the sidelines and to soak up the atmosphere. And it was also good just to. Um, see how the boys uh, prepare, you know, for Origin, for Origin game and the lead up to it as well. And um, yeah, it was re- it was really good, and, and the and the boys played really well. I found that also, Mo, when I was fortunate enough in two thousand three to sit back and watch guys like Gordon Tallis and Darren Lockyer and Shane Webke and Petro, how they all prepared for their games. And even though I was thirty one at the time, I still learnt something. Is there is there something that you've picked up during Origin camp that you feel as though you'll take back into your NRL preparation? Um, probably um, just like with training and that, like and, and meetings that and meetings, just um, the communication and that that the boys have, um, you know, with each other, um, just letting in each other know what their role is and, and that kind of stuff. That's probably the biggest thing that I've taken out of. Um, the camp and that, and definitely something that um, I want to improve on uh, with like my communication on the field and, and um, being more vocal as well. Probably don't want to give too much away anyway, Mo. There's, uh, you never know who's listening, not just our uh, our Queensland mates. Now, give us the inside goss. Kurt Capewell, you reckon he's, he's okay to go? It looks a little bit dodgy, him not being able to train fully with the team. Yeah, um, I'm not too sure uh, what's going on there, but um, we've got physios and, and doctors here that, that take uh, really good care of, of the players and that, so um, I know that they'll do a good job to, to um, make sure that he's um, good to go for Wednesday. Yeah, I hope so. Hey, Michael Hillier, you're, uh, the, the uh, media manager, tells us you've got a games night that's about to start. So what's what's happened on, on your games night? Is, it, is that cards and ping pong and whatever else? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we just got we got teams. We're put in teams, and um, we've got partners as well. And, and we play the other partners of the other teams. And um, the games are um, darts and and um, uh, ping um, pong. You just have to try and get the the balls and the cups and that. <laughs> right. So, but it's not it's not a it's not um, we're not drinking or anything. It's just um, just games. So. <laughs> Who's the worst no, person? Good. Who's the worst person to draw as a partner? And I hope you haven't got him. Um, oh, actually, I've been with the same partner uh, this whole um, game series. I've been with Penny, and he's been really good. So he's he's carried me a few times. So who's that? Um, it's been really good. Uh, Paddy Carrigan. Ah, oh, cool. Very good. Okay, yeah. he's on standby too, yeah. isn't he? He's he's uh, hasn't hasn't got a start yet, so he's nice and fresh. He's not he's not playing injured. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he's he's been a really good partner, and um, yeah, hopefully we can. Um, Get a win tonight. I hope so. Hey, uh, Mo, who are you ruined with? Are you ruined with Paddy? 
No, nah, so, um, yeah, when we got into camp, um, we were lucky enough to get our own rooms. So, um, oh, that's boring. Yeah, it's pretty good to... Do you like having your own yeah. room? You, you wouldn't want a roomie? Oh, to be honest, I don't mind having, like, my own room, just kind of just being in your own little space. But, like, um, yeah, it would probably be better to, yeah, have a roomie just because... Yeah, you kind of get bored and we're just being in a bubble oh. this whole uh, couple of weeks. So. I'd, need, I'd need to talk uh, to someone. Well, Joy Arrow said you're an animal, so maybe no one wants to get room with you. Nah, not me. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> hey, has it been mentioned at all? There's been talk around, and, and I know Cam Munster answered this uh, on the weekend, that this is the worst Queensland team on paper in 40 years. Um, has that been mentioned in camp? Has, has anything been thrown up to the team? Is it maybe to, to fire the boys up? No, not at all. To be honest. Um, no one in the staff has got us, you know, worrying about that. We're just worried about um, our training and our preparation to uh, make sure that we're right for Wednesday. So we're not focusing on anything outside of that. And, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much just been our focus. Now, a great story, Mo, about um, the relationship you had with your your late brother, who, who sadly passed away in 2013. How would have he reacted to the news that his little brother was playing for Queensland? Yeah, um, he would definitely be proud of me. Um, he's yeah, definitely someone that um, I've looked up to as a as a rugby league player and also as a person. And um, yeah, if if, uh, if he was here and and um, and he found out, yeah, that I was playing Origin. He would just, just be over the moon and, and stay for me. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And he'd be even more proud when he sees you run out on uh, on Wednesday night, as will everyone, mate. We know you're going to do us, do us all proud. And uh, congratulations on making the Queensland side. Uh, we we wish you all the best for Wednesday night, and and we appreciate you joining us on Sports Day, mate. Sweet boys, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Good luck. Good luck with the uh, the table pong and the cards, mate. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, thank you, boy. Get into it, radio. Mo Fotoaga there, direct from the Queensland Origin camp. Can I say, Badge, um, my nephew played with Mo at Kebra Park High School. Um, great rugby league landscape for, yeah, for yeah. young players. The road that this kid has had to follow, not only did he lose his brother in 2013, I think it was, yeah. when he was 13 years of age, he was played at the West Tigers, um, Masessi, his brother, and... Um, is that he used to travel over an hour and an hour and a quarter, hour and each half, hour and a half each way, each way to, to get, get to school, school every morning for training at but like six. Yeah, they train really early, don't they? So there was a bus and a train, and then someone pick him up, and he'd do that all the way home because he lived, I think, the western parts of Brisbane mm. uh, to go down to the Gold Coast. Uh, he did that every day, didn't miss a session, and didn't play in their first team because they had a couple of players in front of him called Payne Haas, Payne Haas and David Fafita. There you go. Yeah, there so you go. Outstanding amazing stuff. Amazing attitude. And, and that school has done extremely well. Finally, the Titans have linked up with Keeper Park. We saw Absolutely, on the weekend. Absolutely, yeah. And that school, they one thing they do, they, they sort out the wheat from the chaff and they make the, – it's a very, very difficult assignment for those kids to get to school so well. They have to be so dedicated if they want to make the first. And they have to – work hard on their education mm. as well. So they've they've had a great system in place and for a long long time, and that's why the likes of Benji and those guys that you mentioned and Ben Teo and yep. plenty of others have made it from Kebra Park. And I'll tell you what, make sure you watch this kid closely when he comes on on uh, Wednesday night. Mo Fodawaike, he's a hell of a talent and a, a really nice kid to boot. Right, this is Sports Dave Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. When we come back, we're going to talk 
Origin hard men, and uh, you can chime in as well. 0477 736 736 is the text number. Tell us who you think. Back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. And red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now, Hot Topic Time. Tough one, this one, Scotty Sattler. Hot topic for pharmacy sleep services. Test yourself for sleep apnea. We've been asked to narrow down uh, our five best origin hard men. (laughs) Out of both sides, uh, New South Wales and Queensland. And that was off the back of our conversation about Boyd Cordner. And, you know, if if he pulls up stumps and he's had to pull out of the rest of the origin series and... Definitely one of those toughest players who just rips in and when his side needs something, I've seen him do it so often for the Roosters, just, he tried to do it again the other night when he came back on for the Blues, he just throws himself into it. So, five, Sats, can you do it? Who well, have you got? Michelle at Sinclair says, uh, Sam Bacco, Badge, one of your former teammates. Yep, he was tough. He's a, you know, 89 when, series, he had an amazing 89 series, I remember that. Yeah, so when yeah. you're half man, half bear, you, you can be <laughs> tough, it's easy. Big Sammy. Listening up there in North Queensland. There's some notable, notable mentions, of course. Um, Les Davidson. That's a hard man. His debut in '87 he, is, I still believe, is in the top five best debuts in Origin. Really, a lot of people may not remember it, but it was an amazing debut from Les Davidson. So we're, let, let's let's go through the the, the forwards first of all. You yep. know the the likes of um, uh, Wally Fulton Smith. Now we interviewed Fatty last week, who who he's, he threw two blokes in. He said. Greg Dowling, people don't realise just how skillful he was, but he was hard too. And those were the days where the front row was they so often stood and went toe to toe. Like, you know, the guys like Rod Morris and, um, you know, the, the, the big front rowers, they, Steve Roach, and they, they had to be able to stand there and throw punches and, and cop wax in the head. Mm. So out of those big blokes, if I throw in Wally Fulton Smith, who I, else you got? I think in my top five. You've got to have Blocker and Paul Harrigan. Yeah, I thought Paul Harrigan just because he's just physic physically, he was he was like a machine. He's mm. like they'd put him together like off the production like a robot. He's beautifully built, six foot five, had a, a beautiful running style. He was tough, but he, he wanted to hit. He, he wanted to get over the top of the other blo- oh, other yeah. the opposition front row. Great their tackle best one. technique, and he could fight like four mongrel dogs as well. So what about a bloke like Martin Bell? Or I don't think Marty could fight. Munster, but gee, I tell you what, I loved being in a side when he was just just getting us on the front foot and just running at the the biggest blokes on the other side. He just just kept taking it up. Yeah. And we we got that text from Michelle about um, Sam Bacco, but yeah, he was it was a good one. Blocker was old school. Mm. Now he came in in 80, 84, I think it was. Yeah, eighty four was his debut and. He was old school. He was when Ronnie Willie and Terry Fernley, those sort of coaches, when they said, listen, we need to take the Queensland pack on. We can't do it. We can do it through our skill, but we've got to, we've got to take them off their game. So mm. it was guys like Blocker that used to start the stink first and sometimes finish it as well. Yeah. You know, he was amazing. You know, I, I look at a guy like Petro Sivanaseva, 
who was so no one started a fight against Petro. So quiet off the field, but <laughs> on the field he just leveled guys. Whether he hit you with his shoulder on his on your chin, which was illegal, which was legal back then. His shoulder on your chin, he had this amazing tackle technique. He used to wear this short arm guard. Did you cop that off him? Oh, I broke my nose at least on two occasions, where he, he used to call it the rabbit killer, the, and he used to hit you on the end of the nose. So when it. you were already in a in a tackle from someone else. Bending over, yeah, heads little, poked through, quick. and he'd tap you just with this little arm guard that he used to have on. He used to put it on after the referees would check your boots. Yeah, plutonium, I think it had in it. He straight like across that. the nose, and um, but outside of that, he never complained. No one ever took him on, no, because it was that silent assassin, and he just leveled guys all the time. Yeah, well, I think that, that for mine, the toughest modern day. Uh, you know, if you're looking at the last ten years or so, mm. fifteen years, um, for, was Petro. I, I'd throw Gordy in there as well. Uh, Gordy was intimidating. Gordy's at the head of my and list. And he backed it up. Aussie. Because his eyes used to roll. Before the game, he was fine. He'd been mucking around in the dressing sheds, and all of a sudden, the two-minute buzzer would go, and you would see this glaze go over. And, and I've seen it. You, know, you see this glaze just go over Gordy, and his eyes would start rolling, and you couldn't communicate with him. You couldn't talk to him before the game. He'd be looking around you, and he'd be looking at who is in a blue jersey. He'd just be looking over your shoulder. And and then all of a sudden, for 80 minutes, he would do everything physically possible to hurt and maim you in every one of his involvements. Mm. Um, you know, was, Nelly missed a lot of origins because of suspension, and fortunately enough for, for him in Queensland, he got off a lot of those, those sightings. Um, but there's a guy that wasn't big in stature, but every time he ran the ball up, he used to try and find out where he was in the defensive line because he didn't want to run at him. And funnily enough, it was Danny Badiris. Yeah. Danny Badiris used Good to get up, he'd get up underneath your ribs and he'd hit you really hard. He'd take your wind away from you, but then he'd tip you on your head with perfect tackle technique. And that was okay. And it was okay. So he was always a guy that you'd look for where he was and you'd go, no, I'm not going to run at him because... And yet forwards or, or, or other players are often trying to seek out the dummy out, the hooker. And he'd play for 80 minutes. He pulled off a hit. I think it was game. It was last game of 2003. It might have been game one of 2004 at Suncorp Stadium, Lang Park. And New South Wales kicked off and Shane Webby got the ball on the dead ball line and ran, And Danny Baderas met him about two metres out from the trial and he sprinted down and just pulled off this massive hit. He used to just take on forward packs physically yeah. for such a little guy and it set the tone for this origin. New South Wales then ended up going on and winning it. But he was, he was an amazing So on that note, oh, I've got a... For your Danny Baderas, I've got to play my Trevor Gilmister card. Same sort of Who was exactly the same. Not big, but yep. he could just – I think because he was a bit shorter, he could just drive in up underneath your ribs or the football. And he did so much damage, mm. Gilly. He just had that beautiful technique. And, um, and, and as I said before, Wally Fulton-Smith too. He just oh, – Well, let's talk about size hit. badge and size – Smaller blokes. Size not mattering. Um, well, Alfie Langer. But, but Paul Gallon, I've got to throw him in for the Blues. Yeah. A lot of people would say, and he's proved after his footy career too, he was tough. Like, they didn't win much Absolutely. when he was playing. Yeah. But tough. Tough as Very nails. tough. Yeah, well, he put his head where a lot of people wouldn't do uh, it, absolutely. and he would continually do it. And many people would always always have an opinion around, would he take the wrong runs at the wrong time? And But he was always taking the ball into the teeth of the Queensland yep. defence. Absolutely. He never took a backward step. Alfie Langer is another one stands up. Probably any of those smaller from, blokes that play, I don't. I, don't, I kind of don't. I don't understand. think anyone's been smaller than Alf, but in origin, in origin, no, probably no way. Not. And to play the amount of games that he did, 
Um, of course, famously broke his leg in that 89 series. Um, you know, he, the size – and big players used to try and take him on. He had that awkward Cumberland throw tackle. Yeah, just grab him and throw him over the leg. Which puts you, puts, it put him in more danger than it did the player that he was trying to tackle. But time and time again, he just kept playing year after year. But, and not But Jeff Tooving. And yeah. how hard was Tooves? So wonderful, wonderful tackler and player that he, whether he's at hooker or at halfback, just threw his body into it. Isn't it funny? No you, regard for the, for... the touring Poms came over in 1988 and he played for Manly. It was the first time anyone saw him. We, I was there. The Aussie side had been already selected, the, the squad, yep. for that for the next week. And we watched them play midweek and sat behind the post at the southern end with Fatty, and who was a Manly player, and... and uh, he said, have a look for this bloke. This, this kid is just unbelievable. And he just looked like they dragged him straight off the beach. Well, he, he looked like a prefect at school, yep, didn't he? Yeah. And, and then fat, by the end of his career, his head looked like he'd been... He'd be, that he's never <laughs> forgot. Like f- let, let everyone know. He said, I told you. I told you the kid could play. But he also that night, he pointed out Ian Gately and said, he'll play for Australia too. So he, he got that one wrong. He was a good player, Ian Gately. He was a good player. He was a tough player. <laughs> but twos, honestly, like that 97 grand final when Adam McDougall stomped on his head and left an imprint of his of his steel studs in his head. He left the field, turned around, pushed Brian Hollis, the trainer, away so he'd get back out in the field. Like, he was just... He just didn't care. He was amazing. He was inspiring. Uh, just uh, one of our... one more sets. Yeah, one of our, uh, one of our text messages, 0477-736-736. It's Moth from Lismore. Actually, there's a couple of people who have come through. This one's unnamed as well. Same player, Gary Larson. Oh, the 24 consecutive Larry. origins for Queensland. Yes, mm. outstanding. Yep. Outstanding player and, and tough as they come. Good stuff. Thanks, Moth. And uh, anyone else that uh, wants to join in, 0477-736 is the text number. Uh, that's our hot topic for pharmacy sleep services. Always tired. Visit your local pharmacy and test yourself for sleep apnea. I've got another couple here. Real quick ones. Uh, Horse is my AKA from Newcastle. Cheers, gents. Long-time listener, first contact. Boyd should be considered quality of life in the future. He's talking about Boyd Corden, of yeah. course. He is a tough player. He's obviously done well money-wise. He'd like to think so out of the game. And my favourite footballer was Newcastle, David Howe. Yeah, but he had to give away from head knocks. Uh, another one here also uh, about toughest players, Adrian from Dural, Ray Price. Oh, yes, the great Ray Price. Yeah. That was a hard man, wasn't he? He was in everything. Oh. I think he used to run out with a dirty jersey. You couldn't get your jersey that dirty playing just 80 minutes of footy, could you? He says here about the All Blacks, he got uh, full respect from the All Blacks because they couldn't believe his fierce tenacity that he possessed when he was playing rugby union. Of course, and he was a dual international. He was. He was yeah. the great Ray Price. Good stuff. Love it. Thanks uh, Thanks for your texts and uh, keep them coming. 047-736-736. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorrento has landed. Let's take a break. Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477-736-736. That's 0477-736-736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. On Sports Day, it's time for Badge and Sats to hand out their slaps and sledges. Catch, where everyday Aussies get everything they need. Yes, uh, our slaps and sledges, Scotty Sattler for Australia Made. It's important to buy Australian right now. You slapping? I'm slapping. Uh, well, we're heading into the uh, the Indian tour soon, aren't we? So we're we're going to start talking about who should uh, shouldn't shouldn't be selected to wear the baggy green. But there is one player who I think he's on his way to uh, to getting a baggy green. It's um, 
Will Pekowski. What happened there? I'm thinking of Will Ferrell for some reason. <laughs> just saying. Will Pekowski, who uh, okay. plays for Victoria. Uh, I think he's battled for like 17 or 18 hours. more like Ed Sheeran yeah, than Will Ferrell. Bit, yeah. 18 hours, 17 or 18 hours, hadn't lost a wicket. And uh, 255 for Victoria versus WA last week. Not out. Not out. And then uh, went to Stumps Sunday, 183, not out as well. So um, he's uh, forging his way Easy towards a, great uh, a baggy grand. A lot of the uh, former legends believe that he may take the place of Joe Burns. He has had some concern. Remember, he uh, he withdrew from the squad or from being or, or from being selected about a year ago with some uh, some mental health issues that yeah. he wanted to address, and mm. he's still working on that. So I love it that he was upfront with that and just said, you know what, I'm not ready, and I don't don't throw me into it. And and I think you know maybe he was thinking he could be. Doomed for failure there yeah. if he did. So, I, I, um, yeah, I think the kid's outstanding. My slap – well, my slap's for the Wallabies. That that 24-22 win, that oh, that was um, that was just great. At Suncorp, uh, seven straight at Suncorp. And uh, reminded me so much of what the Maroons did last uh, last Wednesday. Just a side that up against, uh, you know, on paper a better team and, and they'd had a couple of average performances. That eight changes the All Blacks to, to blood some players and mm. play some second string players. They've got to play Argentina in a couple of weeks at Bankwest. So they're giving some players some runs, but they're still quality players. Um, you know, Surveyor and uh, AJ Perinara. There's a lot oh, of good really team. good players. Yeah, it was a great, great effort. Even though the two red cards and we complain about, and oh, I didn't think there was any malicious... There was no malicious intent, so it doesn't deserve a red card. But what I liked about it is the whether we agree or not, the referee or the officials, they were consistent. Well, fortunately, there was one from each side. Yeah. What, about 10 or 15 minutes apart? So yeah. it evened it out. Um, my sledge, the TAB outage, fellow punters oh. were fuming. They, it cost the TAB, the TAB, uh, about $100 million bucks, um, oh. and... And there was, but that many people inconvenienced, and I think would have found another uh, betting agency. I suspect, but what a time! Could they could not time that any worse? How many people? Why wouldn't it happen on Monday? How many a people Monday? have now used the uh, the line? You know what? I, I had the trifecta in the second as well. You know, just, <laughs> I was going to back that. I was, I was there was. <laughs> you know what? I I even I was with another betting agency and I backed a trifecta and got it. Didn't pay very much at all. But I thought I thought I'm going to. It came up and said. One, the trifecta paid one dollar. No way! <laughs> then, they, then you couldn't even back the exotic. That's uh, your your sledge. My sledge is uh, I've been fixated to the TV the last few days with the uh, U.S. presidential uh, race, and um, my sledge is actually their their process now. Even though the Joe Biden is is the next president, what, we're, we're the, thinking at the moment the twelve months of electioneering yeah. for a start. What is absolutely nuts. ludicrous is that Donald Trump, if everything is going the way we're thinking it's going to go. He gets to stay in office with full authority for the next 72 or 73 days. No, 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 no. He'll stay in a lot longer than that. He will be they'll challenging zip, this in every zip court. time. And I reckon they'll have to cart him out on a, on no, a trolley he, like a He'll Hannibal be Lecter. working out where he can, which one of the rooms underneath <laughs> he can hide in the bunker. The tunnel. He will not be getting out of there. Unless I love how the somehow. press conference he called it Four Seasons. Not the famous hotel, but it was Four Seasons Landscape Supplies. It was in the car park <laughs> of right. Philadelphia. Right. And it sits in between a crematorium and an adult <laughs> sex shop. <laughs> That's perfect. You make, take your choice, Donald. Which way are you going to go? Yeah. Slaps and sledges for Australia made. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Uh, badge and sats it is with uh, sports. Hey, before we um, get to the break, yeah, Gavin, Gavin Allen, Allen, Dallas Johnson, Ian Jonathan, Roberts. These are the hardest men to play state of origin. Ian Roberts, how do we meet, leave him out? And the big Jed Allen. 
Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.